It's faster than the speed of sound At an early age you wanted to get out To pursue adventures all around Things got tough sometimes But it's all good cause Tales is his best friend He's always there for him His head's a kick Hey everyone, welcome back to the IDW Sonic Rundown. We are here, we have returned, it's a beautiful day. Feels pretty great outside, don't you think? It's Florida. It's always hot here. Well, not right now. It's like 60-ish or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, not not where I am. It's oh. like 75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, God, I wish that were me. Uh, it won't last too long. But anyway, who, who cares about the weather? We have way more important things to do, like sit inside and read comic books. Very important. Yeah, bro. About a, about a blue hedgehog marketed for children. Yeah, okay. But hello, it's me, Aaron, and Mr. Speed. Uh, we're here, uh, and we are ready to talk about uh, IDW Sonic. Uh, last time, uh, Mr. Dr. Eggman uh, created a uh, uh, zombie virus. He created the 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 T virus, G virus. What the what the or Ouroboros? I can't do I can't I can't do the the Wesker Resident Evil Five voice. I, I'm sorry. Stars. There we go. We can go with nah, that. Nah, <laughs> please, please, no. All right, so let's kick it out open with Sonic number 15, written by Ian Flynn and art by Jack Lawrence. Our very first establishing shot is of, uh, can you put it up on screen for me? This is important. So uh, just take a look at that. You know what I like best about Eggman, says Sonic? What's that, says Amy? His subtlety. Yeah, we are at the Echo Mine, an abandoned Eggman base, and from the looks of it, there was a pretty bad fight here. Amy goes on to talk. This was one of the, the Resistance's biggest counterattack against Eggman. We liberated a lot of people back then. And once they go inside, Amy shines a light on a broken helmet and goggles. We also lost quite a good amount of people back then, too. This got kind of dark. War is fun. What's the quote? Uh, none of this is fun, Vector. That's why it's called war. It's called war. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like we are, we're going to use that quote like every episode. Just, just you know. They walk down the mine shaft. Amy thinks the backup generator should still be working. And with luck, let's access the Eggnet, figure out what Eggman's up to. So Sonic says that he and Silver fought Badniks at an abandoned base. So maybe there are still some Badniks around here, too. Amy's not sure if this place has been cleared out, but it's the closest abandoned base on file so best place we can start at they reach the end of the mine they find a large hall finding the computer room but um tish amy flips the lights on and gets working into the egg net although sonic's a little bored there are no backup badniks man man he's sleepy meanwhile we see eggman's lab orban cubot are filling containers with pure metal virus eggman saying he's starting to almost feel bad for these dopes Almost. And then our boy Starline runs in. Eggman, the Echo Mines have come back online, though Eggman just kind of pushes that aside. But Starline warns him, Sonic and Amy are not accessing your files. He goes, oh, good timing. Cubot, get rough and tumble. Starline, though he does have some concerns, we don't have enough data for the metal virus. But Eggman says, ah, you gotta learn to enjoy these dramatic timings. He goes down, meets rough and tumble at the hangar, and gives them their backpacks. Strap up, if Sonic gets the upper hand... 
press the center button. Oh, what's it going to do to us? Is it going to give us superpowers or something? Or something. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just... Uh, or something. Just... Yeah, just something. Yeah, a little something. So what are we going to be leading with? And Eggman unravels a tarp. Get a load of this. Love that. Thank you, Ian. Yes, yes. Thank you, Ian. We see the mine again. Amy's at a login screen. So Sonic asks, well, you got any idea what the password could be? And Amy's just like, well, it tends to be a variation of this, which is hate that hedgehog written in leet speak. I did not realize we were still in 2004. Well, and of course she's in first try. Of course. The newest files accessible are blueprints for some kind of ship. Sonic thinks it could be the Ark, but Amy sees it's actually a lot smaller. And it's her payload distribution, but we can't tell for what. Suddenly, the walls start to rumble, the computer stops working, Sonic grabs Amy, ducks and covers, a drill pops to their side of the wall, a drill attached to a forklift, essentially, driven by rough and tumble. Sonic taunts them because rubble only kind of rhymes with tumble and, you know, they get into an argument about that. Owned. Owned. Cringe. Amy wonders, how did you guys manage to take over a town? But Sonic's like, look, blunt objects can still be dangerous and just be happy you got to turn at fighting with them, okay? So Amy jumps up, tries to smack the drill with her hammer, but it just bounces off. And Tumble is laying the heavy machine gun fire and Sonic is just taking Amy and running. They're maneuvering through the mines. They're bobbing and weaving, but Ruff and Tumble are following behind, drilling the whole way through. And the two end up at a pit. Amy thinks we need to go out the way we came, though Sonic sees the path isn't wide enough for the tank to turn around. So they would get stuck out here being unable to turn around. The two are just like, Hey. hey. <laughs> the drill busts through the wall, going basically almost to the hole. Sonic and Amy run to their back. Sonic throws her up to the cockpit, smashes the glass bubble as Sonic breaks the tank's tread. Then the tank falls over, but Ruff and Tumble manage to bail just before that. So they're cornered. They demand to know where Eggman is, but the boys are like, nah, we got something up our sleeves. They push the button on their chest, and then it leaves the canisters of the liquid metal virus to douse their bodies and is corroding them. So they're freaking out. Sonic and Amy don't know what's happening to them. And then they turn. With a good look at them, Amy thinks that they've become like robots or something, but not badniks per se, like something worse. Rough and Tumble in their states are attacking Sonic and Amy, hitting the wall, trying to get out of the way. Eggman has turned these two into some kind of zombie robots. Zombots. Sonic calls them. Always catchy. Always a quip with this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as Sonic quips with Zombots, uh, the most important thing in this entire arc happens. He hops over Ruff. And that single decision has a cascading effect. A very large cascading effect. So large, in fact, that maybe he should have just ran around. When he homing attacks and he's pushed off, he sees that uh, his body kind of just... Uh, regenerates a little bit and sonic tries to like wipe his face off with it but then he takes a good look and he's contracted it ah uh, yeah <laughs> that is where we begin the most consequential thing this comic has done up to this point even honestly to issues still releasing now we still kind of feel the effects of this arc it's undescribable it really is. Yeah, you're gonna get a taste of how uh, how fucked up this shit gets because we we really mean it. This shit gets fucked, like really, really fucked. It makes some of the shit 
don't want to bring it up that often, but I feel like it's appropriate. It makes some of the stuff in Archie look tame. And that's a series with some really, 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 really fucked up shit. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. When Amy tries hitting Ruff with her hammer, she takes a chunk of flesh off the side. Amy panics, thinks that, like, she seriously maimed him, but she also sees he rewrote his parts. Sonic screams, Amy, do not touch these things. And out of desperation, he spin dashes into Tumble, pushing him into the hole, does the same to Ruff, which saves Amy. And then, in the calm, Amy is really concerned for Sonic. Whatever was done to him is infectious, and it's spreading really fast. But we see from Eggman's perspective, he's overjoyed to see how well it worked in the end. Starline even impressed how powerful the infected were. Eggman's even willing. I'll take on the Zombot name. Pretty catchy. Now next on the list, to share the metal virus with the whole world. Time for some clinical trials. Oh boy. I, I really do mean it. Sonic touching uh, Ruff was the, uh... <laughs> there is so much shit that comes of this. I have to, I have to commend Ian already. I mean, we're not even there, but this decision is really smart because not only does Sonic get to feel the consequences of letting Eggman do his own thing and not kind of, you know, locking him up or some shit. It's, it's like, it, it's, it's literal now. Like, it's on him, and he has to live with it. Yeah, in, in a way, his infection is sort of metaphorical for how, like, his attitude and his, I don't want to say carelessness, but his lack of thinking before he acts does lead to some bad consequences that people around him do kind of live with. And all of this is going to be explored. All of this is going to be explored. We're going to look at it. We're going to have a lot to talk about it as we go through it. So, folks, strap in. Strap yes. the fuck in. Please, please strap the fuck in. So, let's move on. <laughs> To issue number 16. Ian Flynn writing, Lawrence and Diana Skelly both worked on the art. So, Tangle is taking a ride over to Tails' workshop as she enters and Sonic is on a hamster wheel. <laughs> and uh, Tangle saying, I have questions. Tails being like, um... Hi? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? It's just sort of like, uh, I can explain. <laughs> it, it is a very funny sight. But Tangle says, look, you know, I came by because I wanted to tell you guys, you know, I had a little thing happen to me. I want to tell you guys. So she makes herself comfy and just asks, hey, um, do you guys like normally do this kind of thing in your free time? And then says, can I have a go on the wheel too, actually? <laughs> and Sonic's just like, no, 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 it's all right. It's all good. You can you can have a turn. I don't think I can infect metal. From Tails' readings, he does admit he didn't test for that. But Sonic, it kind of looks like you're good. I think you running back from the mine could have burned the virus into remission. Sonic, my man, you cured yourself. Let's go. The curve yeah, the curb music is is playing uh, very uh, very loudly right now. So Sonic quickly brings Tangle up to speed, explaining Mr. Tinkerer saga, uh, Starline's general reconfiguration of Eggman's mind, the metal virus for what they know, and Sonic getting infected. And even Sonic says, "Well, I don't think I'm contagious." Although Amy was with me, but maybe we should just call her and let her know that I'm alright. Tails is going to put out a distress call to warn people about the Zombots, especially Tanglestown. Anywhere that Eggman's targeted before, you know? And that reminds Tangle. Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Now then, 
we move to Eggman's lab. He and Starline are descending the elevator to get into Eggman's newest ship. Starline very impressed that he was managed able to build something this big so fast. And Eggman says, well, we can move, you know, quickly once you have one, my tenacious genius, and two, a whole army of robot slaves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's casually. Everyone has that. Yeah, and it can take some time to build the shells, get the animals to power them, put it all together. But soon, it'll all be a thing of the past. As Eggman goes inside, sits in his captain's state in the most, like, Chad-like pose possible. My man's spreading his fucking wings. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's really making sure you can, you can get a full view, you know. Orbot, launch. So he and Cubot begin launch sequence, and then the deck opens, shoots right up into the sky, reaching cruising altitude, and are flying to their first target. So we got some time till we arrive. Eggman gets up, Starline. A tour. To begin, the captain's chair slash throne, the seven chaos emeralds imbued onto it, doubling as the power source for our entire face ship. Name which gives Starline a little apprehension, you know, and I agree. Maybe not the greatest name in the world, but alright, sure, we may be on a time limit. Eggman leads him to a viewing deck where from the sky they see Eggman's hard work come to fruition. They go below deck. This is where the magic happens. A automated system creating vats of pure metal virus to dump. And Starline wants to ask him, how did you perfect this system? But Eggman's like, "Mm, trade secret. (laughs) Good, good, good exposition uh, uh, saver as, you know, he's in the middle of an exposition dump. (laughs) And then Eggman boasts, once the whole world is infected, I will have a countless army of robot slaves. Any project done in days, even hours, no world beyond my reach. Maybe even no dimension. I'll reshape countless planets to suit my vision with my beautiful, limitless workforce. Though Starline says, like, well, I mean, I I ran the numbers, Doc, and I don't, I just don't know if it's possible for you to douse the entire world, much less other people. But Eggman says, oh, no, 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 no. That's the brilliant part. I won't need to douse after a certain point. He brings Starline to the hatch where the metal virus will soon drop and says soon there'll be no more hunger, no more illness, and most importantly, no more free will interesting uh position there it's almost like this is supposed to harken back to something you know yes absolutely it totally sounds like this is supposed to harken back to some unknown concept from some other work of media that nobody has ever thought of ever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes exactly orbot comes over the intercom we've arrived to the first drop zone eggman says so once someone is infected and turned the zombots will wander in every direction spread the infection meaning all we need to do is just a handful of strategic drops starline very impressed with all this you truly are the visionary I imagined yourself to be, Doctor. Who, who will be the first to receive your gift? Shouldn't it be obvious? The sleepy little village that took me in. Okay, classic Eggman. The most fucked up thing he could do. Face shit over the village as they're running for their lives. Attention, citizens of Windmill Village. It is I, your beloved Mr. Tinkerer. My memories are a little jumbled, but I do recall your kindness and generosity. You all took such good care of me. And as the old saying goes, no good deed goes unpunished. The vats drop. The metal virus is spread as the entire village is washed in it. The village chief and a kid are turned, along with other villagers, just endless shots of this infection. It's, 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 it's fucking horrifying. It's very detailed, too. We see a lot of people 
running for their lives to no avail. Yeah, we, we get shots of families being turned, children, just a casual day at the, uh, at the, at the, at the old windmill village. Uh, so this is, um, this is very, very, very fucked up. In a matter of minutes, the entire population of Windmill Village had been turned into Zombots, and Starline is truly as amazed at the sight of what he saw, and Eggman asks Starline, what do you think? And he is truly moved by this display. He has tears in his eyes saying, Eggman, you truly have surpassed my expectations. They say you to never meet your heroes, but you have exceeded my expectations. Which Eggman says, absolutely right. And he moves to the Zombot Horde, tells them go out into the world and spread, be fruitful, and terrorize. Which the Zombots follow the order. They disperse, walk out all directions across the forest. One Zombot touches a tree, which leaves a handprint of Metal Virus, and it quickly spreads over the wood. Back at Tails' place. You know, yeah, 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 you know, he just, yeah, his horrific violent scenes of uh, villagers being turned, ah, back at Tails' place, you know, they're all chilling with a cup of coffee, you know. Yeah, the, the Tangle is just like, yeah, you know, she finishes telling him and Sonic about her adventure with Whisper she just had, yada yada. As far as the next steps go, Amy found out about this new flying fortress, presumably made to distribute the mechanizing agent. So let's go find it before it launches and nip it in the bud. But Tangle says when they do find it, give me a call. I've gotten a little, little addicted to wrecking Eggman's stuff right now. She's just like, come on, up top. Then she goes to high-five Sonic, but Sonic quickly sees his skin is turning metallic again, pulls back, Tangle eats shit. <laughs> uh, you know, he says, my bad, and Tangle's like, no worries, I totally meant to fall on my face. <laughs> so Tails takes a look. Wow, this is pretty persistent and aggressive. Sonic's speed can burn the infection off, but it seems like it can't cure it. I think we gotta run more models. But Sonic thinks, I think we should just start running and start the search for Eggman's ship. Tails shouts for him to stay, but, you know, he just goes off on his own. And Tangle assures him, you know, you'll find a cure eventually, man. I know that, and Sonic knows it too. And we get a final shot. She's running along the beach. Sonic thinks to himself how, for now, it might be for the best to keep my distance from friends. But this is weird. This all feels so detached. Normally it's, you know, Eggman does a thing. I go stop it. Plus, like, Sonic also feels like I might be a liability now yeah 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 i've dealt with similar things in the past you know thinking how he was both cursed as the werehog and had the flame of judgment on him but hey i've always come out on top so you know i think it'll you know it'll all be good i think it'll yeah, all be good uh, yeah i'm sure of it yeah t t totally sure ha 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 the final uh, scene, our last shot of this comic. Windmill Village has now been completely abandoned. It is laced with metal virus. And the tree that was touched with the metal virus has completely spread. And the flicky that was nesting in the tree's hole and was turned in its sleep. It wakes up and starts flying to the nearest city. Oh, it's it's begun. It's begun. Uh, I hope you guys are ready for next issue where this shit gets really fucked. Like, really, really, really fucked. <laughs> Yeah, we've only just begun. So let's take a detour from suffering and uh, and uh, despair, Kino, uh, to talk about uh, trauma. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we, it's like you know, it's like a cake. All the despair is the uh, the actual cake itself. Our icing, trauma and despair. Yes, absolutely. We are going to be covering the Tangle and Whisper miniseries. So 
much akin to Sonic Universe. Several stories uh, are released in four sets of mini-issues that are distributed throughout IDW. We'll be covering them as they come up and in their proper context within the story. Sometimes they're a little iffy, but we generally want to swing to around like release windows. So to begin, we're going to talk about Tangle and Whisper. This miniseries was received so fucking well. It sold well too. And let's be real, like the fact that we have number one, a new miniseries completely technically standalone from the main book, and it's focused on the two OC characters. That goes to show how well received and how popular these two characters are. If IDW is so willing to just pull the trigger and said, no, OC focused content, here you go. Go for it. It's pretty, pretty wonderful. Uh, I feel like we should just get the fuck into it. Oh uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. Trust me, I have so many thoughts about this. So, Tangle and Whisper, issue one. Ian Flynn writing, and Evan Stanley does the art. So we open as Tangle is excited. It's a gorgeous day, racing around the village, everyone. As Jewel panically comes up to her and says, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, uh... You know, you nearly knocked the sign off from over my door and you're going to run into somebody. But Tango's just like, that, ah, no. I've been climbing these streets since I was a kid. I know this whole town like the back of my hand, she says as she crashes directly into a food cart. And, uh... The owner of this cart is extremely nonplussed to see Tangle. This is an extremely regular occurrence and decides to order two chili dogs for the trouble. What a fun little joyous day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So they go back to Jewel's museum to eat and they take care of Tangle's head after she hits herself. But she's okay. Really only my pride was wounded. But Jewel adds, you know, the cart was hiding behind a street lamp and it was out to get her. Clearly. Clearly aware, you know, yeah. In all seriousness, Tangle... You've been acting out a lot lately. What, what's been going on? And she says, look, I'm going to be real. Ever since I got to hang out with Sonic and I got roped in on adventures with you, I, I just want some more. I want more excitement. I helped save the town with him and Blaze. I helped win the fight against Neo Metal. And I come home to peace and quiet. It's just, it's kind of can't take it. Which, hey, I get it. I, I understand where she's coming from. And Jewel says, look, you're not one to just stand around. You go out and look for adventure. But Tangle feels like she needs to stay behind just in case Eggman attacks again. You know what happened before? But Jewel says, well, it would be the first time you would go solo, too. You know, are you lonely even before you leave? But Tangle adds, you know, she'd also be nervous. Jewel, you would not be around to watch my back, you know? Which they then... Hear a massive crash. <laughs> Jewel is uh, fearing for her life as she prays that the Babylon rogues have not come back. Tangle heading outside uh, to find Sonic running from Whisper. Who is attacking him? A little suspect, if I do say so myself. He's running through the town square. People are gawking at him and he's dodging laser fire and jumps off someone's head into a back alley. Whisper's following him. Tangle is following her. So Whisper hovers up to a rooftop to find Sonic with a civilian. Whisper can't seem to fire on him because of that. So she tries going to another vantage point and... Sonic thinks he got the slip on her. He turns the corner to a back alley. Sonic is found by Tangle. And she's just like, hey man, what's going on? Why is Whisper attacking you? And then he gives a kind of a, kind of a shrewd smile and says, Tangle, thank God you're here. Uh, Whisper's in mind controlled by Eggman. There's a chip in her mask. I can't bring myself to fight her, but can you help me here? And Tangle's like, yeah, absolutely, sir. I'm on it. She climbs <laughs> up the rooftop. And then as in reticle, Whisper's got Sonic in her crosshairs. And then we have a quick shot of Sonic's face, like kind of morphing a little bit, but not too quick of a view. Tangle tackles her and is trying to remove her mask. Whisper is able to secure her arms, but 
she manages to get her tail and yanks her mask off. So, Mister's like, hey man, g- give it back. Tango says, no, Sonic told me that Eggman booby-tracked it. She's not really following the situation, but hey, let's let's go to Sonic. I, I think maybe he can explain himself. They look down. He's not in the alley. But Tangle's like, hey, um, what? What's, what's happening? So Whisper just like, hold on. Takes the mask, does some settings on it, and just slaps it on Tangle's face. Which plays a recording of Whisper meeting Sonic a little while ago. Her warning him he's being targeted. Sonic's like, yeah, no, 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 you're right. But you're being targeted too. And then his face begins to morph like we just saw. If Eggman knew one of the diamond cutters was still alive, he would not let me leave a job unfinished and pulls out a knife. All right, so I'm going to say it. Uh, this looks like Sonic.exe. Mm. I mean, I mean, that was okay. the first thing that came to mind. I mean, hey, call it like you see it, right? Balls and strikes. Yeah, exactly. Tangle just freaks the fuck out and asks, hey, Whisper, what, what, what's happening here? And she's like, not here. We were too exposed. Let's go somewhere more secure. So they're hopping from the rooftops. Whisper's target slips away, this time wearing a different face and body. Hmm. Once they get back to Jewel's museum, Whisper is telling her and Tangle about the situation. She's tracking someone by the name of Mimic, and he can shapeshift. Something which Jewel has difficulty believing, though, you know, considering that the world's most favorite hero is someone who can just naturally run at Mach 1 speeds, I guess this isn't a stretch. Whisper tells the story. Mimic is a mercenary who betrayed his team and helped Eggman wipe them all out. He recently took Sonic's form and started causing some trouble, showing pictures of Sonic spray-painting Eggman's logo on a wall, literally stealing candy from a baby, and kicking Chow in their garden, to which I gotta say, put this motherfucker under the jail. For real. Yeah, exactly. For real, for real. Since then, Whisper's been tracking him and would target them too. Jewel kind of ribs Tangle, saying, hey, maybe this is the call to action you've been wanting, huh? So go out there into the world, help your friend track down a villain. So Tangle gets up. You, I got your back. With Whisper and her wisp backing him up, you and I are on the case. But Whisper's like, no, nah, why? You know, we worked great together fighting Neo Metal. We shoot away the rogues together. One Merc is nothing compared to us. Come on, let me help you. We're friends, aren't we? Whisper, interestingly enough, winces at that comment. But her wisps come out of their castle and surround Tangle, which basically asks they want her to come with them. Tangle, thinking so too, Whisper wants to say no, but her cube wisp comes to her, gives the puppy dog eyes, and with that, alright, fine, you're coming along. Jewel basically shoes them away, you gotta hurry up, it won't be easy to pick up his trail, and they hear like a thunk sound on the door, which Whisper immediately gets up, hammer mode of her wisp on at the ready, and kicks the door open. But they come to find a note on the door pinned by a knife. And it reads, We've chased each other in circles long enough. I'll be waiting for you to settle this once and for all. And leads a set of coordinates. An invitation, Whisper figures. So, Tangle thinks this at least saves us the trouble of him tracking him. We've got the resolve. And they go onward to face Mimic. That is issue one that does not even scratch the surface of uh, what we're about to get into. Just all set up. We just got to move right along. Tangle and Whisper number two, again done by Flynn and Stanley. We open an abandoned Eggman Empire bunker. Whisper stalking it out from a hill, Tangle behind her. She's not really taking the situation super seriously to her dismay. There's no activity. Whisper can't scan in. This is clearly a trap and we're going in blind. But Tangle thinks, no, come on, we've backed him into a corner already, but she can see it's a corner that he controls. Honestly, let's back off for now and come back later. Whisper, though, thinks, we gotta go in. It's now or never. But Tangle is just like... Come on, we, we gotta do be careful, sure, but 
You should relax. You're going to give yourself an ulcer. Come on. Come on. But she notices the unease and sits down next to her. All right. You two have a history, clearly. And he called you a diamond cutter. What's up with that? Spurs hesitant to admit. But yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah. Tangle just asked calmly and cleanly, is there anything I should know? Whisper only says Mimic is dangerous and manipulative. Be on guard. Now they move in inside the base. Mimic is watching Tangle and Whisper walk in, kind of gloating how she couldn't find any other way inside. Oh, this must be torture for you. And you brought the rube from Spiral Hill. You could never do anything on your own. And now you're using all of our wisps as a crutch. Very effective crutch. You put me on the run for this long. But you let your guard down. Took a little time with your little friends. Oh, I wish we could have settled this between us, but you had to bring on the yokel. Uh, I guess I should just let you handicap yourself. All saying as he shapeshift his body to look like Jewel. We're clearly dealing with a, an expert here, folks. Y yes, quite the quite the individual. So once Tangle and Whisper go inside, they see the base is clearly abandoned. But Tangle thinks, man, this is kind of a boring trap. So she decides to make them make them play at our own pace. I go high, you go low. She says as she pulls herself up to the top of the shelves. Whisper says nothing to that, but keeps her laser wisp on active. Tangle's maneuvering around the base. She's thinking to herself, man, Whisper's counting on me. Don't mess this up. She hasn't said much. Not that she says much of anything at all, but clearly Mimic hurt her. And no one hurts one of my friends. But then, Tangle hears shouting from Jewel. I have no idea how she got here, but she follows the sound of her voice, which Whisper shows concern with as well. The girls rush together. Whisper thinks that Mimic must have kidnapped her and used his bait. So, Tangle, keep your voice down. They reach the safe where they heard Jewel's voice come from. Whisper tells Tangle, Go inside, I'll cover you. But just as Tangle is about to go in, she's relieved to see Whisper be worried too. But wait, she's never spoke so plainly to me before. And to think of it, she didn't have her wisp on either. Drop kicked, sent into the uh, the bank vault, and then locked the fuck in. And uh, if you don't know, uh, that's a metal box with no air. No ins or outs. And clearly, uh, Tangle has some sort of, I guess, claustrophobia as she is uh, freaking the fuck out. Just don't use up the air and don't pass out again. A again. So, mm, oh boy. That's, uh, she clearly must have had one or two near-death experiences in this situation. All right. As for Whisper, she's been scouting the ground floor and ends up finding Tangle, quote-unquote. She found Mimic, was lured out by him, and was disguising himself as Jewel, and even, like, shows her torn clothes as proof that they fought. And Whisper buys this. She follows Tangle, comes to an open space, flash of light, and looks upon an egg hammer badnik with a wrecking ball. And so, the ruse is dropped. Mimic says, come on, don't you know I can duplicate clothing too? You don't think I can make it look damaged? Come on. Whisper barely dodges the wrecking ball coming toward her, takes out her wisp on fire spike to saw off the chain and quick changing to burst to fire explosions on the badnik. But the destruction causes some bombs to drop. Wisp on going to hover mode, flies up out of safety, twitches to laser and engages in a firefight with Mimic. And the laser hits his hand and drops his gun. And when he's cornered, Whisper has her hammer mode at the ready and asks, where is she? And he says, hey, she's in a safe place. Can't say the same for the others though as now Mimic is rapidly shifting through the bodies of Whisper's old group. Whisper is demanding, hey, no, stop, stop, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean? They were as my friends as much they were yours, and you failed to protect them. You had one job, to protect us, and where were you not with us? And Whisper it just has enough, hammers Mimic in the gut, saying, you sold us out, and I'm gonna make you pay. Mimic then asks, what? You giving up on your friend already? 
You might want to go to her before she runs out of air. Doubt both of you will get out of here before the bombs go off, though. But I'm counting on you to try. Whisper decides to make a break for it, lets him out, and he runs out. Locks the warehouse behind him and reverts into his true form, a mimic octopus, saying, Ugh, this was fun while it lasted, Whisper. Rest in peace. And actually, a fun fact about Mimic and his character design, um, he is, I think, now the only Sonic character to have an explicit canon age of 37 years old. <laughs> According to Ian, originally, he was supposed to be like a teenaged age, like the rest of the cast, but actually, Izuka himself said no, he should be older because he's clearly an experienced mercenary. Okay, interesting. Yeah, this guy, his character design, like... I don't think we've ever seen an octopus in Sonic. This is such a weird take on it. Oh yeah, and I think Ian said relatively recently that, well, first I should point this out. Mimic octopus. He's aquatic. He is an aquatic, for lack of a better term, Mobian. And Ian thought that he could use this as like the opening door to explore more characters like this, but he says just hasn't happened yet. I don't know whether he tried to pitch more or what's going on behind the scenes, but, you know, maybe this is something that can be explored. Another adventure under the seas. I would I would be down to see uh, Aquatic Moby in life. That, that'd be pretty cool. Back inside, Whisper finds the safe tangle is locked in, is able to break her out, and she gasps for air. But Whisper yanks her up. There are bombs placed all around, so we gotta get out of here. But just then, they all go off in sequence. So, the only thing they can think of... Tangle just decides to Indiana Jones it, pulls Whisper in, locks the safe inside, and they just let the bombs go off. And once the building is leveled, the safe perfectly fine, Tangle uses her tail to punch the door out and drags herself out. Happy to breathe in some fresh air, even if it smells like burning. Though they take a look around, nothing really is left around, and Whisper just tells Tangle just... Just please go home, okay? She's visibly shaking as she's saying it, by the way. But Tangle's like, hey, I I'm sorry I got tricked by him, but it's not going to happen again, I promise. But Wizard says, no, that's not it. Please, please don't do this. I'm not a failure, I promise. But ultimately, Whisper, in a shock, screams at Tangle, I will not lose another friend, I can't! And she starts crying, and Tangle cries as well, and the two breathe in... Sit down at the vault. Whisper, you were clearly hurt, and it's clearly running deep. You're long overdue in talking about it, too. I'm ready to listen, and Whisper is ready to tell her story. All right, so uh, I, I hope you guys are ready for a uh, little, little, little bit of some tearjerkers here. I mean, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just get into it. Fuck it. You know, yeah, just, just. Tangle and Whisper 3, Flynn and Stanley. Tangle asks, what happened? What did Mimic do to you? She looks at, at her and Whisper starts. There were five of us. Me, the scout, Slinger, who's uh what what would you call that breed of Mobian? He's a brown bear, I think. No, Slinger, no, I think Smithy is the brown bear. Yeah. Smithy, our crafter, the brown bear. Slinger, our marksman, who is like uh He's an ocelot, like a, actually. Oh my god, he's an ocelot? Okay. I have something great. to say about that actually. Okay. Clairvoyance, our psyop, who is a chameleon, right? Uh, I think she's a monkey of some kind. Cypress monkey? She's some kind of monkey. Yeah, yeah, some kind of monkey. And then Mimic, the infiltrator, who's the, the octopus, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. what, what about the Otzel? So, to expand on it more, if you haven't been able to tell, these characters are based off Foxhound from Metal Gear Solid. All of them are. Yo, yo, play the play the play the old snake theme. Yeah, we're doing just, it just, here. Yeah, yeah, just just run it, just run it. It's it's dead ass. Just it it really is just Foxhound. Holy fuck! 
Oh my god, it makes sense now. It makes sense. It makes sense. Tangle is wait, whispers fucking sniper wolf. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, she's also quiet. This is I I, I hate you. I hate uh, Ian. I swear to fucking god, holy shit. And like <laughs> to to extend it all, Smithy is Vulcan Raven, Clairvoyant Psychomantis, Slinger Revolver Ocelot, and Mimic Decoy Octopus. So, uh, is Mimic gonna just be like, you know, just, just, just clown shit? <laughs> well, I hey. don't know. Is, is, does, does Clairvoyance go, oh, you like to play Castlevania? Yeah. That's a, that's an old meme. That's a really old meme. Holy shit. Classic. I love that. And also, I do want to say, I don't remember where I heard this, so do take it with a grain of salt, but apparently... Ian wanted to just straight up call Slinger Revolver the Ocelot. <laughs> Which, yo, 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 he should have done it. He should have done it. Yeah, but no, it was actually Sega saying, look, we know what you're doing here and we're, we're okay with it, but can you make it less overt? Which, all right, Listen. fair enough. <laughs> Two guns. Initiate three minute long scene of Revolver the Ocelot flipping that shit. <laughs> so, with that explanation, Tangle sees, wow, you were a pretty cool group of people. And Whisper says, we were an anti-Eggman merc team. We took on only the most dangerous missions. And I thought everyone was committed to the cause. And I think it's better if you just see for yourself. And pulls off her mask, pushes the buttons on it, and gives it to Tangle. Our masks were network. It recorded all of our POVs for others to review their perspectives, and we can work better as a team that way. She tangles a little nerve-wracked after clearly suffocating, but for your sake, let's go. So Tangle sees a playback of a mission of the group sneaking into an Eggman base by pretending to be captives. Once inside, Claire uses her powers to detect the formation of badniks on the inside. Whisper outside radio, second control, 100 meters out the front gate. So, that gives clearance for the rest of the diamond covers to just go at it. Funny that we talk about Slinger. He He's deadass just doing flippy tricks with uh, with one of his uh, with one of his revolvers, you know? Yeah, and I do want to talk about that too. Their wispons have a little bit more varied design. Honestly, they kind of look more like Splatoon weapons, if anything. Yeah, they do look like Splatoon weapons. You're right. Yeah, Smithy has a minigun, and as you said, Slinger has two pistols. Well, we get a shot of Whisper's POV. By the way, the, the playback from the video is is swapping between perspectives so uh, it features a little thing that says you know whose playback it is whispers perspective is shown as she fires a rocket from her uh from her sniper rifle and takes down a uh, a massive tank so claire levels the command tower and mimic leads the group outside with cube platforms his wispon made and Whisper gives them the all clear. We can escape. And Tangle is like really hyped up from seeing all the playback. You guys all work so well together. Something that Whisper's laser wisp agrees with. And he's like, yep, yeah, we sure were. And Tangle freaks out saying, wait, wait, why can I understand you? She takes off the mask. Now she can't understand the wisp. Puts it back on and she understands him again. Whisper explains. Smithy was a genius. He designed our mask, our wispons, everything. The mask lets us communicate and work as one. And this variable wispon was a prototype of his as well. Everyone was supposed to have one. We'd be able to use all of the wisp and everyone would work as one. And now she's becoming a bit more reserved remembering her old friends, but Tangle has to know more. I can probably figure out what happened, but... You know, this is clearly eating you up inside. But Whisper can't even bring herself to talk about it, so Tangle just asked for the video playback. I understand if you can't confront this now, but the more you share, the more I can help you. 
and the wisp convinced whisper go and she hands her the mask which meets a playback of mimic telling the diamond cutters about an attack plan to hit a base that she'll take the power offline from Eggman's forces across the coastline. Sonic and Shadow are MIA. We can't pass this chance up. Claire tells Whisper, and take a side to hang back. I got a bad feeling about this job, but, you know, Mimic is also right. This is a pretty clean opportunity, but we got to be extra careful, okay? Time passes. They arrive to the base. Claire can't detect anyone. Thinks Eggman may be projecting alpha waves to block out her detection. Slinger is concerned. It seems like Eggman's ready for them this time. But Smithy calls out for Mimic to scout ahead, see if there's an ambush. So he disguises himself as an egg pawn and separates himself from the group. Inside, Claire finds a hallway where she says the alpha waves are pretty strong. So whatever Eggman is hiding, it's down that way. Cut to a POV. Uh, it's a little unclear, but uh, what in the world I've heard of Metal Sonic is this as the pods begin to open and the shadow androids <laughs> show up unleashed. So this was not the angle I thought this was going to take at all, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I just thought it was going to be... No, the, the deep cut, the deep cut, the shadow androids are the thing that killed Whisper's squad? What? If you want to remember back to last episode, there was a quick... It was very quick. It was just one panel of Whisper kind of glaring at Shadow. And we'll we'll touch on that in a second. They set it up and we didn't fucking know. <laughs> Ian, you madman. Once the liquid is drained, that Shadow android, along with many others, encircle the group. And they're trying to fight their way through. And they're trying to call for Mimic and Whisper for evac. But there's no response. Then on Mimic's perspective, we see him with Eggman. And says, you did the smart thing in the end. Mimic figures Eggman will control 99% of the planet in a month. Prefer to play on the winning team. And I'll be free to go. Right? Eggman's like, yes, yes. I'll pardon you for your crimes against the Empire. So go out there and do uh, uh, do whatever it is you do. Whatever. But then Mimic's cube wisp leaves its capsule furious at the betrayal and escapes out of an air vent. Mimic's a little dejected. He has to move on without his wisp. But Eggman's like, look, man, they're more trouble than they're worth. Believe me. Then, from Whisper's perspective, she's hiding out in a tree, sees Slinger come hobbling out. He barely escaped with his life, but finds on the ground Whisper's abandoned Wispon. Oh, she would have heard everything. And then Mimic reveals himself from his disguise. Eggman will fillet me alive if I don't bring her back. But I've got her Wispon, and he can't tell Mass apart, so I'll just turn them in as my proof. There's nothing to fear from an unarmed coward. It should be criminal to be this smooth. Ha ha. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Uh... So, uh, yeah, uh, Tangle takes off the mask and, uh, she's, uh, she's just as fucked up. Whisper says that she waited until it was all clear, rescued the wisps, went back to base, took Smithy's prototype. <laughs> that, that's, that's some, like, genuine trauma. <laughs> Imagine seeing that, like, all of that after being told to hold back, after watching an entire group of people just die and then feeling that you're responsible bro that's she's she is she is so fucked up by that right yeah you've got genuine ptsd of seeing that footage playback definitely survivor's guilt is sprinkled in there i mean that is like a very very interesting display here and i'm very this is a very strong very strong depiction of it too it's i'm kind of left a little speechless honestly Yeah, if there's one thing that this comic, even in its previous form, has done well as the series went on, it's handling very serious issues with a lot of levity. And this is another example of that. 
It's not played for jokes. No bullshit. Just straight to the heart. Whisper is uh, kind of looking down in, 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 in solemn silence as uh, Tangle is trying to hold herself together, having to take a big deep breath in order to do it. And asking, why would you hold on to that footage? Never forgive, never forget. Tangle figures, you know, Whisper, you would take your little army of wisps and become the guardian angel of the battlefield, huh? But Whisper says that name was not my, not my idea. But, you know, you joined us against Neo Metal, though having Shadow around must have been awkward. And Whisper says, yeah, but it wasn't his fault, but it was just difficult to, to see his face. So... Tangle says that she's got a pretty good time out of everything now, leaving only one question. Why leave me behind? Nimic's dangerous, not because of what he can do, but because he's in your head. If not me, then Sonic, Amy, Tails, somebody. Whisper's response is, uh, is, is pretty heartbreaking. You are the first friend I've allowed myself to have since then. I can't stand the thought of losing anyone again. <laughs> Tangle, with a very big sad and like tears in her eyes, turns and says, Well, too bad. You're my friend too. And friends look after each other no matter what. <laughs> and Whisper is, is startled by this and, you know, falls over. He nearly destroyed us tonight. Well, yeah. Which means he gets double the payback. We'll bring him down and make him regret every lousy nasty thing he's done i know how he works firsthand now he won't trick me again he doesn't stand a chance next time as uh <laughs> you know tangle furthers it saying not when my buddy needs some positive energy and especially not when her friends need avenging all right tangle you're a real one i see you whisper opens up her arms runs and hugs tangle crying just saying thank you real 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 it, it's so it's so poignant i have something else to say about tangle and whisper these two but i think it's best safe for the end yeah 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 we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it mimic's trail's gone cold it's gonna take some time to find him but tangle thinks maybe let's play his game by his rules the next morning comes mimic arrives to the site on an extreme gear bike has a holocom with eggman yep there's nothing left but suit and slag. But Eggman says, you are going to dig through every last moat and lump. You messed up once and I will not have you slip again. But Mimic's like, no, they have been atomized. There's nothing to find. But Eggman says, that is your problem. You assured me that your last comrade was not a threat, let alone alive. This last diamond cutter became a beacon of hope during the last war. She can't be allowed to run around any longer. So Mimic rides further ahead and asks Eggman, do you have any better, anything better to do than to stake out a merc? But Eggman says, Sonic's been giving me enough trouble. I don't need anyone else causing more problems. Fail me again and you get added to the list. There's no shape that you can take to protect you from Metal Sonic. And it's like, ah, well, I'll, I'll find something then. <laughs> so he goes to the safe they were in. Tracks were left behind. Deliberately left behind. Falls down to a further crater. Tells the doctor, relax. I think I know exactly where to find the last diamond cutter. And the message says, outlined, we will end this where we started. And ask Eggman for backup. Who wants a fair fight anyway? Yeah, peak fiction. Like, what, what do we even need to say? Like, it's just that good. So let's close this on home. Tangle and Whisper 4, once again, Flynn and Stanley. We open on the Clove Sea, the ruins of the Diamond Cutter's old base, and Ian's done it again. This is just Big Shell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really is, like, straight up just fucking Big Shell. Like, what the hell? So Tangle and Whisper are sitting on a roof. Tangle sees out in the coastline. Something's coming towards us. Surprised at how much they ticked off Eggman, Whisper figures that's what you do when you defy and embarrass him. All this fuss over the two of us, this seems hardly fair for them. An entire sky horde 
of badniks. Uh, but seriously, these giant buzz bombers nearly leveled my town. Uh, how are we going to handle two of them? Whisper says, easy, like this. Pulls out the Wispon, laser fire, and fires on one of the jet boosters of a buzz bomber. Direct hit. One crashes into the other, and both fall into the water. No way Mimic was on any of them, though. They're definitely decoys. He's sneaking into the base now. Tangle says, my cue. Unless Whisper wants to change the plan now. When mine's staying by your side to fight badniks. Whisper says, nope, I'm fine. Even though this was my home, it's fine. Tangle runs inside as the main dropship releases a badnik horde. Whisper fires on the platforms they're on and ship to Badniks drop into water. And her rocket wisp, which was her wisp originally with the cutters, show concern for her and hugs her close, leading Whisper to change to spikes and fires on the next wave of buzz bombers. I, I just have to point out that Whisper is just solo doloing this shit like dead ass. It's fucking incredible. She she is putting up a fight and you just kind of love to see it, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, very, 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 very sick. Once inside the base, Tangle waits behind a door threshold and hears someone coming to her. She sets up her tail to trip them up, but surprise, surprise, it's... Sonic. He says, hey, Tangle, hey, what's up? I missed you. Um, heard someone was out and about impersonating me. I, uh, heard that you and Whisper were tracking him, so I came to lend you a hand. How did you get here, though? Oh, on the tornado. Tails is out back helping Whisper fight the badniks. Tangle's just like, mm, Okay, come, let me show you a trap I set up for Mimic. And then she leads him to a room, an empty room, the masks of the diamond cutters propped on the wall. Sonic's asks, like, dude, what kind of trap is this? And Tangle pushes a button, and the masks all project old videos from Mimic's mask. Smithy praising him. <laughs> With a clever stunt. Claire saying she foresees a happy future for them all. And our man Slinger saying, you're pretty good. <laughs> you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I always think about that at the end of MGS4. <laughs> and finally, Whisper says she feels safe knowing Mimic is watching their comrades blacks in the field. So Tangle just asked, man, was it worth it? To betray your friends knowing you could just save yourself and mimic transform back into his regular form. They were never my friends. They were never even my comrades. They were just a means to an end. I wanted to reap rewards. And when their crusade put my life on the line, it wasn't a hard choice. Heroes become martyrs. Professionals stay alive. You are the worst, aren't you? Tangle shouts and is ready to punch him. But Mimic says, no, you're deluded. Friendship is a weakness. And as she closes in, he quickly transforms into Jewel and in her voice begs Tangle, please don't hit me. And she hesitates, proving Mimic's point, he thinks. You know it's me, so come on. Just come on, come on. She's hesitating, but goes for it. And Mimic grapples and throws her down to the floor. And then he pulls out his knife. I'm done with you. And I can use your shape to get close to Whisper and finish her off. Mimic takes a hit to the back of the head with her tail. That's a cheap shot, he says, as he reverts back to his base form. And the two are now in a close quarters combat match. They're on pretty even ground. And Mimic grabs Tangle and knocks her down with her own tail. A little unfortunate. With some training, you could have really honed your talents, you know? Knife at the ready. Gonna finish the job, but it's interrupted by Whisper using cube mode on her Wispon and clubs him. Mimic is shocked, even at his Wisp. Blue, what do you, come on, you hated violence. You're really gonna let her use her on me? And he gets out of the Wispon. He fell for the bait and doesn't want to fight any further. And well, <laughs> Whisper may be out of color power, but she's not out of options and just pistol whips Mimic. 
Yeah, bonked. Like, deadass bonked. But he's able to grab it, jabs her with the gut, and prepares to shoot at her. But finally, is saved by Tangle. Her tail grapples Mimic and pins him to the ground, also getting back Whisper's wisp on. She slams him repeatedly into a table, and he's trying to change into larger forms to escape her grasp. Like Smithy, then Eggman, then Vector, who's also drawn in a kind of intense way. Yeah, it's very weird. So... Out of options, Whisper has the pistol ready, aimed at his head. Tangle steps in. Don't do this. Panics are one thing, but this is different. I know what he's done, and it's unforgivable, but if you do this, you'll live with it for the rest of your life. Wouldn't it be worse for him to be caught to live with the shame of losing to you? He'll wake up every day knowing he completely, utterly failed. Whisper steps away, looks at Tangle, and says, You're right. It's over. The diamond cutters are done. Wow. Real. We also see Blue holding on to Whisper. She says she doesn't blame him for anything, honestly. Ask Tangle, what are we going to do with him? I don't know. But maybe certain genius would know. So then later, they arrive at Tails' workshop. Mimic behind glass. He says, I would much rather you have pulled the trigger. Tails says, I bet you would. Yeah, I built this chamber to simulate weather and atmospheric conditions. There is no way he's getting out of here. But Mimic says, oh no, I've escaped many things before. Cages, cells, prison eggs. I've gotten out of all of them and I'll escape this one too. Though they're all a little worried, Whisper approaches them. You'll try and you'll fail. We'll bury you deeper each time. My, my, if only the others could hear their bubbly little whisper now. But Tangle comes in saying, you know, if you get out, and that's a that's a big it, maybe you shouldn't. Eggman doesn't know you're in here. If you get out and you're spotted, might be a little cranky with you failing your mission and wasting all those badniks. I dislike you immensely. Right back at ya. <laughs> Great. So Tails just is like, okay. Uh, Whisper, I'll get this transported to some prison. Whisper also thanks him for his help and also don't open it. Doesn't matter who's inside, just don't open it. Tangle and Whisper then go outside. Tangle asks, well, what's next? This adventure's been all wrapped up with. But Whisper says, Eggman's still out there. We gotta keep fighting till he's gone. Whisper even asks, do you want to come along with me? And Tangle wants to, but I think I should stop home for a minute. You know, Jewel worries, and I am kind of homesick, honestly. Whisper can respect that. The two fist bump and go their separate ways for now. (sighs) Okay. That was an excellent four-issue miniseries. They, uh... They, they really went all in on this concept, and uh, it shows. Really intense depictions of trauma and uh, guilt. Uh, really good emotional uh, dialogue. And listen, the MGS stuff, I didn't even pick up on until you pointed it out, but it's, it's kind of amazing. I'm not going to lie. It kind of works well in retrospect, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. And also, there's one thing I do want to talk about that we would be remiss not to mention so ian has said along with evan and a lot of other people in the cast their intention is that they want tangle and whisper to be lesbian couples they, they yeah. are and listen in my heart they are girlfriends i love them Cora and asami could never do what they got <laughs> nah for real for real for real on god it's it's very like not now later on it's a lot more implied but just the way that they bond like you'll see it it so they're gay they gay yeah, but um, this is difficult to talk about because Ian did talk about this once on like a live Bumblecast, but this part was deleted from the VOD, so I kind of want to be careful 
with how I say this because I don't think he intended it to go with this deep. But he said that for, I think it was the 2022 season of the comic, he wanted to make it explicit that Tangle and Whisper were gay for each other. But Sega shot it down. And while not going to detail, all Ian said was, I don't agree with what they said, but I understand where they're coming from. Quote, corporations are not as progressive as you think, which... It's very, very funny thing to say, considering the kind of background we come from, but not a lot of people understand that aspect. I mean, I get it, like, in terms of, you know, you don't want to rock the boat, especially with a kid's comic, but it's pussy shit stuff. And in fact, honestly, like, I, I know this was, like, back then, 2022, maybe they've changed their tune for 2023, 2024, but honestly, I, I fully disagree with them. I'm, I'm gonna plant my flag here. Sega... The only people who would, like, argue against this are chuds who don't have your best interest at heart. They don't fucking care. They, they're just angered at seeing, like, like gay shit. And you know what? Like, like fuck them. They don't care. They just want to get angry at something. And, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Normal people, kids especially, kids especially will just look at that and go, oh, they're dating. Cool. And move on with their life. The backlash is not worth not doing it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like... They, they should just kind of go with it. I mean, even if it rocks the boat, it's so irrelevant. Like, who cares, it man? It really is. And you know what? Like, funny thing I mentioned up Avatar with what I just said, because for Christmas, my sister got me some of the books from Avatar The Last Airbender. The ones focusing on Kiyoshi actually really dive in on the fact that she's bisexual. And her girlfriend is her firebending instructor, actually. And the two books really detail the relationship and the fact that they do feel the need to kind of be a little secretive about it, but at the same time are very proud about the fact that they're together. And again, this is kid stuff. Nickelodeon, Viacom. If Nickelodeon can be okay with this, Sega, I don't really see an excuse, honestly. Yeah, for real. I, I agree. I'd like to think that hopefully we can change the tune. And irrespective, great miniseries awesome depictions of Whisper and what she's gone through as a character. I'm really much looking forward to more from these two characters. Yeah, we're gonna get to see some really insane shit with Whisper in the future. So, let's move on. We're back to the main book, Sonic number 17. Flynn writing, Yardley on the art, our dream team is back, and what better than with a Chaotix issue? Yeah, so the Chaotix are chilling in Seaside City. As uh, they're getting the down low from Tails. You know, the group's saying, oh, you know, we'll be fine. You know, what we need to worry about is our next client. Who could step through that door at any second? Ah. Uh. Uh, so uh, one of the Zombots breaks through, and a horde of them are coming straight for them. SVO on reaction throws, uh, it just bounces off. <laughs> uh. A little sweat, uh, no effect. <laughs> Charmy shows a little bravery too, tries to go in for the attack, but Vector grabs them. Don't touch them. That might be how the infection spreads. So tactical retreat. We'll hide out in the city. And they go out around the back. And then they look up in the sky. Eggman's face ship is dumping pure metal virus over a building. And it just drenches to the city below. So Charmy doesn't think they can fly them over there. So Vector, plan B. Let's head downtown, see what we can do. Vector does his best Dio Brando impression. Pulls out a stop sign and just starts bashing Zombot to protect everybody. This man took a stop sign and said, no, goodbye. This leads Vector to call Amy from his headset. We're gonna, we then transition our look to Restoration HQ. Amy's dealing with all the paperwork and Agent rushes the phone to her 
Vector reports Seaside City was hit, and she wants to send a rescue shuttle right away, but now Vector needs backup to protect everybody. Look, I'll call in anyone to see if it, if anyone in the area can help. Hopefully Sonic can hear it and come running. Just be careful for now. So Vector hangs up. Boys, help's on the way, but we don't know how much or how soon. We're on our own for now. Seeing behind a Zombot infects a tree, Vector figures evacuating somewhere else just isn't necessarily a safe bet. Let's get survivors to the docks. Right now, that's our only option. Well, Espio thinks, but our backs are going to be to the sea like that. It's not safe. Which Vector adds, right now, nowhere is safe. At least at the docks, let's create a checkpoint. Split up, direct survivors to the boardwalk, keep any Zombots at bay. Whatever you do, do not touch them. So the group comes to their huddle. Three, two, one, Team Chaotix! And they go off on their separate ways, providing numerous distractions and support for the civilians. Uh, one, three different ones. Charmy distracting them by being a clown. Espio using a uh, rope and kunai. And uh, Vector pushing a truck full of civilians. Eventually getting cornered as he does. About to be infected. But in the nick of time, Sonic runs in and saves him. What a surprise, Sonic with perfect dramatic timing, huh? Vector's a little worried seeing that Sonic's infected, but Sonic's just like, look, as long as we don't touch, you're gonna be fine. At least like this, I can fight back. Unfortunately, I gotta keep moving to burn the infection off, and whenever I touch a Zombot, the infection spreads faster, so... And Vector understands, we're gonna get survivors of the dock. Next time Eggman loses his memory, we're throwing him in a cell. Pin on that, by the way. Yes, yes, pin on that. We cut to Charmy and Espio uh, leading a group of civilians <laughs> uh, to the docks uh before one of the uh civilians calls out another who's being infected this she's saying please don't leave me behind you can't leave me behind the two are are behest what, what do we do I, I don't know we we can't risk anyone else getting infected but and then vector makes the call for them taking a bunch of cars flipping them up and putting the mobian uh, in, in sort of a deadlock. She says, please, as Vector throws the last car down and literally says, I'm sorry, and nothing else. What the fuck? This is so screwed, dude. It's, it's, oh God. It's very heart-wrenching too. Take a look at it if you get the chance because like the scene is very brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. So Vector just tells everyone, look, Keep going to the docks. This ain't a sightseeing tour. Let's move it. Let's move it. But Charmy kind of chastises Vector for what he did. We have to help everyone, right? But Vector's like, look, you're not wrong, but we got to focus on the healthy survivors. If we got time, we can go back for the sick, okay? Vector runs with Charmy. We don't have time to debate. Follow Vector's lead. And Charmy agrees, but I don't have to like it. Espio doesn't disagree with him either. And Vector won't necessarily either. See, this is very interesting. We're showing the complexity of these characters. They know what they're doing is wrong, but like they 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 can't work. They, it's not worth the risk, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's a true moral conundrum if there ever was one. And on the rooftop, we see two stragglers about to be attacked by Zombot. Sonic runs up it, knocks them away, goes run down the stairwell, it's clear. But right there, he sees a restoration shuttle above coming for evac. Knowing full well that's going to get the Zombot's attention, I gotta go distract them. But Sonic says he can feel his infection spreading, and it's a nasty feeling. I have to stay and fight, but I'm no good as a Zombot, so... He blasts off, runs down the building to start burning off the infection. He's out of the city, he's running faster, burn it off faster, I gotta get back to them. At the docks, the shuttle has arrived. They're onboarding survivors, and Vector has made a barricade holding off the Zombots. Charmy's final headcount was 36, which for a city, that's barely anybody. 
and this convinces him he has to go back to help those that are sick and Charmy is flying off on his own. He says that Vector, I'm going to go save the one he trapped in those cars. He, she hasn't changed. We can still help her. But Vector's just saying, no, come on. It's too late for that. Come on. And Espio tries to grab him with a kunai rope. But it was caught by a Zombot in the air. Vector screams, Charmy, come back. That's an order. But he flies away anyway. So he comes to find the woman that Vector trapped. He lands on one of the cars. But he sees that she was fully turned. And she grabs him. He falls off the crowd. He's trying to fly away, but it's too little too late. He's grabbed by his foot. He's dragged into the horde, and the infection rapidly spreads as he screams for Vector and Espio to help him. Yeah. Y yeah. Sonic eventually makes his way to the rescue ship uh, as Vector is violently trying to go out and find Charmy. Espio reasoning with him saying, and if you go, you won't come back either. The restoration shoulder even says, look, we gotta go now. There's a city's worth of Zombots on our tail. Sonic tells him, guys, you gotta go. I'll go find Charmy. I'll do my best, okay? I'll find him. So we end on Sonic running past the city, Vector and Espio in the shuttle, taking off, mourning the loss of their friend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh man, does it get worse? Oh, Jesus Christ! Ah, uh, you know, let's let's finish it out with more despair, Kino. Uh, yeah, why don't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to Sonic the Hedgehog issue eighteen. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team, and our last issue for tonight. So we open above Floral Forest Village. Starlight and Eggman are in the phase ship. Starling asks, why are we bothering to dump metal virus here? There's no strategic value. But Eggman says, oh, come on. This place is so lush and green. It's a perfect space for the metal virus to flourish and infect. On the plus side, Sonic's got some friends to protect here. There's no way he can avoid it. What better way to break his will than hit him where it hurts? You having fun, Sonic? He says over the loudspeaker, Sonic on the ground. When we're done here, I'm going to have some choice words with you, Eggman. Kicks away a Zombot from a survivor. He's got a lot of questions for Eggman, but that's not important right now. Couldn't find Charmy back in the city. Couldn't save him. That kid got wrapped up in something too big for him. And I don't want the same thing happening to her. Gotta focus. Eggman's trying to get in my head. I gotta just keep moving. Gotta protect my friends here and now. I gotta find Cream. We see her peering out the window as her mom shouts for her to shut it. Vanilla's barricading the door with the bookcase, but Cream wants to go out and help her neighbors, but her mom says, no, this is not like your adventures with Amy. You're still just a little girl. You're not heroes like them. But she's like, look, I have cheese with me. He'll help and look after me. And you have Chocola to look after you. By the way, Chocola from fucking Sonic Heroes. What a little... Callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, I, it's, it's here. You know. Huh. But Vanilla is not buying it. Look, you're brave. You've done amazing things, but you can't go out here like this. Please stay inside and protect our home. Because of this, well, if I stay inside, then Gemral can go out and protect the village. A request he acknowledges. I'll go out and assure the village defenses and thus protect Cream, Vanilla, and the family. Is this the first time we're seeing Gemral in an IDW? It is, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, hello, General. How are you? And also to comment, if you remember from back in the day, his speech patterns were a little bit more humanistic. His are much more robotic now. Yes. Well, in the face ship, Starline sees that despite the low population density, they are succumbing pretty rapidly to the metal virus, which Eggman declares that efficiency is the hallmark 
of my genius. So Zombots pile onto Sonic, he orders. Let's see him run off a full invection. And on the ground, Sonic has to run past a group of Zombots, but interestingly enough, they ignore Eggman's order and just continue mindless rampage. Sonic considers that lucky break, continuing to search for cream. We'll get back to that. Mm, yes. Cubot tells Eggman, the Zombots are not moving, at least not the way you told them to. And Orbot says, you know, we've been tracking this actually. The Zombots are becoming less and less responsive to direct orders over time. Starlight wonders, how is this possible? And Eggman's like, well... I mean, it is a virus. It spreads by exposure. Maybe there are some random mutations going on in the code. And Starline is pretty angered he did not account for that. But Eggman's just like, look, it, it's not going to matter. The metal virus works and I can fix bugs in post. That's what they all say, Eggman. That's what they all say. Yeah. Starline says, but if this gets out of control, then I'll find a way to control it. Ugh, you've ruined my good mood. I'm going to get something to eat. As Eggman walks off, Starline goes to Orbot. He says, may I confide in you? Provided you keep my next break a secret? Yes? Deal! Now then, what's on your mind? Starline begins to extrapolate on his feelings. Ever since he started his conquest of the world, I've been fascinated by Dr. Eggman. His brilliance, his tenacity, his charisma. I devoted myself to robotics and the search for arcane powers because of him. Whenever I reached an impasse in my research, I'd ask myself, what would Eggman do? I've done so much, driven by what I thought I knew about him, but... I'd always assumed Sonic defeated him because he was so unnaturally powerful, but now it looks like the real cause is Eggman can't plan for or adapt to the long term. Orbot responds saying, that's about 50-50. Big ideas, big execution, Sonic shows up, I hate that hedgehog, big explosions, rinse, repeat. That is quite the interesting perspective on it. Eggman sets himself up to fail. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And even Starline just sort of like dejected by that. Would you call that dejection? Yeah. It's dejection and hurt knowing that his hero is really not all he's cracked up to be. Well, down in the village, Eggman saves some more villagers, tells them go north to the glade. There's going to be an evac shuttle there. And he fights more Zombots and the more it's spreading, his infection is, I have to run, but I have to fight and keep everyone here safe, but I can't just run in place and do donuts. It won't be fast enough. And I still haven't found cream. Maybe she hold herself up at her house, which then Sonic is swept under by Gemeral in a sneak attack and says, hey, buddy, what, you got wires crossed? I thought we were friends. And Gemeral says, Sonic is designated as friend, but you are infected as the same of the villagers. Therefore, you will transform and you are the highest threat to cream safety. I will not allow that. Sonic's like, look, man, that's fair, but I got it under control. The infection has spread to over half of your body, Sonic. You are an immediate threat. Look, I can run it off. Or maybe, General, why don't you try bonding with me? You know, or maybe another Zombot to control and stave off the virus. General's like, nope, not possible. The metal virus is incompatible infrastructure. I cannot control it, and I cannot infect me. The only option is elimination. Unknown to either of them, Cream is watching this argument from her window. General tells Sonic, look, if running burns off the virus, start running. But Sonic insists, I gotta stay and help the people around here. Gemma reminds him, you are a threat. Either you take care of the problem or you are eliminated. I, I can't fight you and the Zombots quick being a jerk. Top priority, keep Cream safe. Your compliance is not optional. Warning, arming missiles. <laughs> Sonic takes a good look at himself and immediately starts running saying, fine, have it your way. And yep, boy starts running. Uh, he, he sure does start running. Primary target neutralized and turns his attention to the Zombot horde, beginning purge and fires a barrage of missiles on them. But Cream is begging him, don't do that, runs out and gets in between him and the horde. 
Gemma doesn't understand. Why are you doing this? And she says, you're going too far. Proximity to home has not exceeded 20 meters. That's not what I mean. You attack Sonic. He's our friend. Sonic is infected. Sonic is a threat. Sonic is a victim. I asked you to protect the village and you attack someone trying to save it. The Zombots are victims too. You can't go blowing them up. And Gemeral puts her behind him. Logic error. Specify. These people didn't want to become robots. They don't want to do bad things. They're being forced to by Eggman. Don't punish them for that. And Eggman made you into a bad robot. And all you did was fight and destroy. But my friends didn't destroy you. Tails fixed you and you got to live with me. Don't they deserve a chance to be fixed? Don't they deserve a chance to be happy? Very, very poignant from Cream. Cream character development. Not something I expected to see. She's kind of goaded. Well, Gemral pushes a Zombot back from her and accepts new mission parameters. Only non-lethal force authorized. Disable, detain, delay, do not destroy. Cream's happy that he understands, and when Sonic comes back, you better apologize. And he accepts the order. Gemral takes two Zombots into the sky to move up, but Cream hears her mom scream from inside the house, runs back inside, and she calls for Sonic and Gemral to come back and help. Meanwhile, Sonic is running through the forest nearby, having burned off most of the infection, and comes across two people starting a fire in the forest. And, hey, it's Sonic the Hedgehog in front of us. Hey, Hey, why do you take Cream along with your adventures and not us? Well, you know, Cream's got a lot of potential and all that. And wait, wait, what are you doing? Oh, we're trying to start a fire to take out the infection before it spreads. But Sonic's like, what are you getting? No, he's stamping out the fire. <laughs> oh, all that is going to do is start a wildfire and everyone will burn to death. Cream hangs out to me because she's got some sense. <laughs> Oh, God. Meanwhile, we immediately cut back to uh, horror in real time as Vanilla screams for Cream to run as uh, Cheese, in an act of desperation, bonks one of the Zombots on the head. Uh, Chocola follows suit and both are grabbed and both begin the infection. Cheese giving a final smile before uh, Cream is dragged, kicking and screaming away crying saying we can't leave them uh they're about to be infected by another villager before sonic spin dashes in saying i just gotta keep clean why do you guys have looks and sees cheese and chocola and immediately knows what he has to do uh so sonic comes down to cream and says listen here and now i need you in the here and now this is bad but cheese would not want you to be upset right he needs you to be brave just as all the times we've been together right i know you can do this Take your mom to the North Glade, get to the shuttle, we're gonna get everyone out here, and we will fix this. Cream, she knows, and pulls it together, and starts flying out with her mom, trying to put on a brave face. And as she goes, Sonic looks up and says, yeah, that, that kid's gonna grow up into be someone amazing one day. But he's startled by Zombots coming out of the house, and leaving him to be saved by Gemral, to which he apologized to Sonic. Fast turnaround, just like I like it. And he tells Gemral, Cream and Vanilla are going to North Glade. Make sure the shuttle takes off okay, I'll cover you. And he follows suit. Sonic quickly grabs some mason jars and traps Cheese and Chocola in them. Can't have you guys flying around, the ones off the ground are trouble enough. A Zombot tries to come behind Sonic, but as he sees the shuttle taken off safely, he decides to go in for the fight. Which, he then gets a calm from Rouge. She says that Eggman is heading to Sunset City. Shadow and Omega are on their way to intercept, but I think we're going to need an extra hand. Can you come? He says, I'm down, but he could barely handle it here. If he turns another city, more Zombots Eggman can't control, and this is going to go from bad to worse to nightmare overnight. I can't have that, and I'm not losing any more friends to this. He runs off as we see Cheese and Chocola breaking out of the mason jars.
bookend. Right that's there. our yeah. That, that's our that's our bookend. Folks, we're in it now. We're in it. We're in it deep now. And honestly, the we still have a lot more to dig. Oh my god! Yeah, next, next, next time we have some uh, some very, very, very uh, questionable content that we're going to be uh, dealing with and choice words as well. But uh, yeah. it's very complicated what we're gonna about to get into next. But this batch we've got here was um, from the jump. It's already heart wrenching. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it's a lot, and I, it, folks, stick around. You're gonna, you're gonna want to see more of this because this is definitely the darkest. I, this has to be like the darkest piece of media that Sonic has put out. Period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's very funny considering what what happens in Archie and how nonsensical it gets at times. So strap in. We have a lot to say about the next couple of issues. We'll see you next time on the IDW Sonic Rundown with more of the Metal Virus Saga. And before we move on. I, I do have some shout outs to make. We've got some new patrons that joined us on board. I want to give a big thanks. Eric, $2 a month. David, Gogs, and Chaos Sonic 1 all coming in at $5 a month each. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Everyone, patreon.com slash sonicspeed. Join in on the fun. Early episodes, pre-show, bonus content. You got... A whole, a whole lot of smokers board. Yeah, you got a, you got a lot of good content. We'll be making much more. Oh yeah, so we're making so much so. And uh, I guess for the YouTube audience, if you've been around and you're not subscribed, why don't you hit that subscribe button as well? Like the episode as well. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll see you next time for more of the Metal Virus Saga. Yeah, see ya. Got in such places I'll tell you that if that is Dr. Eggman With his evil empire and evil plans Eggman wants to conquer the world But the hedgehog won't let that go Whenever Sonic's anger explodes His enemies will meet the fury of his aggression and that will change anyone's perceptions about him What to see is what to get Just a guy to love adventures It's Sonic the Hedgehog And the rose can't help to tell love for him Is there a superhero but she's his self-proclaimed girlfriend? You cannot escape her, but you will always save her Whenever something is up, some kind of danger And the story goes on, it's always super fine